Welcome to the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, where we talk all things fantasy football. From player news, rankings, projections, and even trade advice. Everything to help you win your fantasy football league. And now, your hosts, Bob Miller and Tommy Harvey. What's up, everybody, and welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show. Gosh, that feels good. It's been a while. Uh, I'm your host, Bob Miller. You can follow me at Dynasty Pro Bob on Twitter. And I have some very special guests with me. As always, I have Tommy Harvey, our uh, our trusty co-host here. And I've got Levi Ellis of, of DynastyPros.com on with us. And I have Steve Utz on here. You can follow him. Um, he is known as the Fantasy Ladder on on Twitter, guys, how the hell are we doing? Yeah, it's about time we're we're back on back on this thing, doing it again. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, you're not kidding. We took a. It looks, sounds like we had a little bit of an off season, just like every, uh, just like the NFL. So uh, yeah, we're back on the grind. We're back on the grind. We're back at it now. So uh, in today's episode, in today's show, we're going to talk about dynasty draft strategies, uh, especially if you're uh, if you're starting a new startup, if you're getting involved in that. Uh, we're here to help. We're kind of going to go through about, uh, I don't know, 15 to 20 rounds of who we're really targeting and who we're not targeting, who we're kind of staying away from. Uh, hope we can help you out with that and, and kind of give you the reason why we're, we're going this route. And, uh, you know, we're going to kind of let you know when we're going to target certain players. I know one of the biggest questions always is, when do you target a quarterback? In a, in a fantasy draft, especially a dynasty draft. So we're going to cover that as well. So without further ado, um, let's get started. Guys, let, let's just start with the first round. I mean, I know a lot of this is chalk, and, and, and we're not going to exaggerate or you know too much on this, but um, who are some of the guys that you – that you are targeting and, and maybe some of the guys you're staying away from, you know, uh, Steve, I'll start with you. What do you think, man? So for me, um, obviously depends on your, your draft slot there, but who I had slotted in for, for this choice was Jonathan Taylor. Um, obviously the Colts have a lot of draft capital put into him on top of just tremendous, uh, production from, from his rookie season. And, um, if you look at the Colts offensive line, just full of studs, uh, kind of a new ish offense with Carson Wentz there, but I think they would, uh, it, it would be the smart move to uh, lean on Taylor moving forward, um, as the driver of that offense. So for me, it's just for, for, for all those reasons, I'm going to go with, with, uh, someone like Taylor secure that stud, uh, at, at the running back position. When, when are you targeting him? Because, I mean, listen. Number one overall is is McCaffrey, and then it really seems like the unanimous number two uh, is Dalvin. But really, the question marks start around that third pick. You know, should you take Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara? You still have a lot of folks that believe in Saquon. I mean, when are you when are you targeting Taylor? I mean, when, you know, who who would you have in front of him? So, so as you pointed out, I would be starting with uh, McCaffrey. Then I would go Cook. Then I would go Saquon, and then at that 1.4, that's when I'm looking to get Taylor. It's probably a little bit aggressive uh, just because of Henry and Kamara and, and everything else there, but I just think he, because of his age, that I, I tend to 
lean on age a little bit. Um, I, I would go as early as, as, as fourth overall. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Derrick Henry is, what, 27? He's getting up there, um, and he's <laughs> he's got a, a lot of miles on those legs already. So um, he's not showing any any signs of slowing down. But um, That's right, yep. Um, you, you can hit a wall at some point, you know. Um, just ask Lev Bell or ask Todd Gurley. I mean, gosh, we were talking about these guys two years ago and how studly they were, and they don't even have a damn team now. So, um, yeah. What about you, uh, Levi? What do you what do you think there, man? What, who are you looking at there in the first? I think for the first, your main thing is you you know you can't you're probably not going to win your draft in the first round, but you don't want to lose it. So I'm going to stay away from the more risky players, the guys that uh, maybe aren't proven yet, and I'm going to you know try to stick to someone who's going to be more of a guaranteed stud. I mean, Barkley is the guy that that I would be uh, going for. I to be honest, I would even strongly consider Barkley for number one overall. And that may sound a bit crazy, but uh, if I'm picking in the back half of the first round, I'm going to look for a proven uh, stud player where his situation did not change much from last season. You know, for an example, like I, I probably wouldn't go Devontae Adams, you know, if I'm at the back end of one because the situation changed. Yeah. So I want to look for someone who, you know, Again, they're going to be reliable. They're going to be a consistent performer week in and week out. So whether that's one of the top running backs or one of the top receivers, it's not a specific player in mind for me as much as it is a safe pick. What about you, Tommy? What do you think, man? Um, me personally, if I have a pick within the first six picks, I'm going running back. Absolutely. Um, af- after that, I'm I'm going with somebody like AJ Brown. Um, Maybe even even if I have a you know the eleventh or twelfth pick, uh, I'll probably go with a Justin Jefferson, something like that. Um, Stephon Diggs. Um, but uh, with those, with a pick in the first half, I'm going running back. Pick in the second half, I'm probably going one of those one of those high end receivers. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't blame you there. Um, I, I completely agree with those first five, six picks. You know, you're looking at, at that. that. Maybe there there is a slight possibility I would consider Tyreek, uh, Tyreek Hill over maybe Kamara. Um, I would probably take Tyreek over Nick Chubb. Um, and, and, yeah, probably not Derrick Henry. I think I'd probably still stick with Derrick Henry. But, yeah, I agree with that. But I'm probably – if I'm in that back half, I'm looking at wide receiver like you and and um, probably go I, – I would look at Tyreek. Justin Jefferson, 22 years old. I mean, he has got the just a hell of a career ahead of him. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm looking at that. I haven't seen Stephon Diggs really go in the first um, at all. So I, I've seen him go go real, go at the tail end of the first, kind of in, in the very beginning of the second. Uh, but it just depends on what all's there. Um, I'll be, I'm still a big believer in Zeke. A lot of people are sleeping on him, but I'm still a big believer in Zeke. I think I think he's worthy of a of a mid first round pick. Well, I think we might be uh, talking about Zeke here in a minute or so. So uh, you know, we'll we'll save that. So guys, anybody can chime in here. Who who are some guys that you are? maybe trying to avoid now now I heard you know we were just talking about Devonte Adams there's not a chance in the world I'm taking him in the first round just uh just a little too risky um another guy that I'm not 
I have seen, uh, guys, I think we did our draft. We did our startup dynasty draft, what, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I saw DeAndre Swift go in the first round, and I'm like, I, it, neither one of you guys or th- three took him, did you? No. Okay. That wasn't me. Oh, no, gosh. That's too early. Yeah. Third round. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, DeAndre Swift, I've seen a little bit. And and I'll tell you another guy that I'm a little, little hesitant on it is Cam Akers. I'm seeing Cam Akers kind of sneak up in there a little bit. Uh, I'm seeing more of him in the second round, but I'm not touching. I don't care if there's been a run on running backs or not. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna reach for someone like Cam. Um, I'm not on Cam in the second round. Uh, first round is is a definite stretch, but second round, I, I'm I'm pretty big on him in the second round. What about so? What else? Any other any other players you guys are trying to avoid in the first? You know, like you said, and, and Levi, you said it, you, you nailed it. And you can't win your draft in the first round, but damn it, you can sure as hell lose it in the first round. So, um, I'm avoiding Joe Mixon yeah. in any round. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got a couple of guys on yeah, that that's list. Fair. Yeah, Mixon, no. Miles Sanders, gosh, no. I mean, there's those guys that just Josh Jacobs, no. Uh, there's some dudes that I just really avoid like the plague and that's some of them there so uh any other any other first rounders that we're trying to avoid here or do you think we've got it i you think don't for want to me... chime in on the aj go ahead i i want to chime in on the aj brown thing i'm a huge aj brown fan love him if it's a dynasty league i'm all about taking him in round one but the thing that worries me is now with julio coming to town and not being a run first team i'm i'm curious are they going to transition to a pass first team and how is that going to affect AJ? I mean, in the past, AJ was getting all the targets, and now you got Julio there. How is that going to affect his fantasy value? So, I'm in no way trying to throw shade at AJ or trying to say I wouldn't draft him, but it does concern me. Of course, Corey Davis had 93 targets last year, so I mean, it's not like there's not room for two receivers there. That is true. I mean, if if here's the thing, you know, here's playing devil's advocate. I think Julio's a little bit scarier than Corey Davis. So I believe he's going to command more attention, which is just going to be a lot better for AJ. Um, mm. You know, that that's my personal opinion on that. The, the teams are still going to have to stack the box to uh, stop, to stop uh, Derrick Henry. They're going to have to do that. Now you have Julio added to the mix there. Um, I think it's just I, – every bit of this I think is better for AJ Brown, believe it or not, which is scary. Absolutely, because it takes the takes the attention off of him. I mean, having Julio on the other side like that. Yep. Shoot, yeah. So, what do we think about the second round here? Who's some guys we're targeting here? Anyone can kind of chime in here and 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 dive in. But who who's some guys we're looking at in the second? Um, I'm big on Cam Akers in the second. I, I mentioned that a few minutes ago. Um, Cam Akers is a stud in waiting right now. Uh, he is he's a guy that I think this year is about to blow up. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you what, man. I'm 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 going to kind of mention what you'd said a little while ago, and I'm all about Zeke. Give me Ezekiel Elliott. If, if he there's falls a the second, absolutely. Oh yeah, and I've seen it. I mean, we, you know, hell, we did our draft like I said a couple weeks ago, and who did I grab in the second round? But I grabbed Alvin Kamara in the second round. Yeah, which um, was nuts. Which was absolutely nuts. But um, if Zeke is there, I'm in. I'm all about that. If not, Stephon Diggs is just my favorite, favorite target, especially if you're in your full-point PPR league. Uh, I'm there. What about you guys, uh, Levi, um, Steve? Who, who's some guys you all are looking at in the second? In the second Go round. Ahead, um, oh, thank you, yeah. Uh, in the second round, I was looking at uh, Stephon Diggs as well. 
Um, what, what, what I tend to do when I'm playing Dynasty, I just I really try to look at the long-term picture, even though there, there are strategies for winning in the first season you know, and everything else. But I just think being matched up with Josh Allen, Diggs is just a, an elite route runner. He's just a master of, 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 of getting uh, separate from, from, from the defensive backs and high-powered offense. It's just so much to love with, with, with that Diggs and Allen uh, connection. Um, yeah, so so that is like a smash. You know, if I, if I, like in, in my example, if I was able to get Taylor in the first round, I'm loving it. If I'm starting Taylor and and, and then uh, Stefan Diggs for sure. That is tasty. Yeah. How about you, Levi. Man, if it's dynasty league, I think I would probably go out and try to get someone like CD Lamb. And I know that's earlier than probably the consensus, but he's a guy long term. Uh, you know, just a player I'd like to own. I think he's going to be one of the top receivers in the league. I think Amari Cooper's probably going to be on borrowed time there in Dallas. Uh, I think he has another good year this year, and then next year I could see CD, you know, being one of the top receivers in the league. So, uh, you know, if we're talking dynasty league, I want to get those young players that can help me now but are going to have a lot of value long term. And, you know, wide receivers, you know, their careers last longer than running backs. So, um, I do love the Cam Akers idea. I would be all for Cam Akers in the second. If Zeke fell to the second, I'd definitely, you know, Zeke's only like 25. It feels like he's 40, but um, mm. <laughs> he's only 25. So uh, I'm going to look for youth, but guys that I think are proven still and have long-term value. <clears throat> all right, so I'm going to throw something out here. There's a, there's a guy that I really like landing on to because sometimes Diggs gets sniped right in front of me. And, I, and, and, and my backup plan has, has been Calvin Ridley. I'm a bit, I am all in on Calvin Ridley this year and, and for next year as well, just because Matt Ryan's going to be there the next couple of years. But I have seen, and in you guys, we listen to shows, we, we read a lot, we, we write a lot, we do all this other stuff. But, man, how comfortable are you all with taking Travis Kelsey in the, maybe in the second round? Is it weird? Is it still weird to go tight end that early? Not necessarily For me, he's like... in a non-tight end premium, if it's not tight end premium, I'm probably am going to be one of the last guys to get a tight end. Um, but obviously, again, in that win-now mode kind of a draft uh, strategy, it it's a very smart idea. Uh, I just tend to look more towards youth. But in the second, I, I just... Don't know if I could do it. I'd rather acquire Kelsey uh, through through a through like a trade or something. Got you. With guys like Kelsey Waller, Kittle, those guys put up wide receiver one numbers. Mm-hmm. So having mm-hmm. that out of your tight end spot is a big big plus. I don't think the second round is second round beginning of the third round is much of a stretch to to even, to, to start considering those three guys. I think if you're talking redraft league, you absolutely consider Kelsey in the second round, Kittle, those guys uh, in a dynasty. I just, you know, with Kelsey's age at this point, uh, I mean, I know he's only, I think, 31, 32, but still I, I couldn't pull the trigger on Kelsey in the second round in a dynasty league. Now, Kittle, I think, could, um, you know, there should be strong consideration there for him in the second round of a dynasty league. But uh, I'm all about owning Kelsey in redraft for another year or two, but dynasty, it's, it's just too much of a premium for me. I, I, I hear you there, and and Tommy nailed it right on the on the money there for me. Is these guys put up wide receiver one numbers, and mm-hmm. if you can 
grab that super duper advantage and have that guy in your tight end slot. Wide receiver's pretty damn deep. Um, sometimes I've gone running back, running back in the first two rounds and still ended up with some pretty nice wide receivers and some pretty decent depth. Um, but it's really, really hard sometimes when you're sitting there staring at, at Stephon Diggs or, or DK Metcalf or something like that, like, you know, not to pull the trigger on them. Because, you know, you like to get that stud running back and then a stud wide receiver. It just feels good, you know. But in, in a couple of the uh, drafts I've done on, on underdog, things like that, best ball, you know, all kinds of different things, I've gone running back, running back first and, uh, and been pretty, pretty happy with what I've had there. Uh, in the in as far as wide receiver depth now now Levi you you kind of mentioned something here real quick that uh, is it, is a whole different thing you said because of his age now obviously Kelsey doesn't look like he's slowing down a bit either um, and he stays healthy he's he's consistent you know he's money in the bank got the best quarterback in the league everything going for him he's pretty much the number one target on his team. And you're, you're talking about age, you're talking about dynasty leagues, but how many, how many leagues are we in that, that don't last when you get into a dynasty league and you've always got that, you know, I've got two or three of those guys that are always, it seems like they're always building their team to win like three years from now. And then mm-hmm. right, right when they get on the cusp of having that team that they were trying to build, they go and make trades again and get rookie picks and trade their veterans and all this shit. And, and all of a sudden, now they're building again for three years from now. And Tommy and I have had this conversation over you know the last several years. I, I'm, I'm not looking at three years from now. I'm looking, man, two, two years tops, to be really, really honest with you because there's so much turnover in dynasty leagues and some of them just kind of fizzle out. And when you start trying to build that, sometimes you just, you don't get to see that, that blossom into what you were building. What's your, what's your all's opinions there on that? I'm always going to jump in. Go for it. You know, you bring up a great point and I've been very fortunate. The dynasty leagues I'm in, I've only ever had one league that fizzled out. So I've been fortunate to stick around and and be in these leagues long-term, but I think you can have a healthy balance of doing both. I think you can draft guys that are still young in their prime that are going to have several years left of their career that still help you win now. So if we're in the second round, for example, and you're thinking, Kelsey, you want a stud tight end instead of Kelsey, I would pivot to Kittle. You know, Kelsey is a better one year, two year tight end than Kittle probably, but Kittle has more years available left in, in order to, you know, do something long term. So, you know, my point is I agree with you. I think some people just like your story on the DeAndre Swift going in round one. I mean, I like Swift as a talent. There's no way I'm taking him in round one and letting Kamara fall to round two or, you know, letting one of these other top end guys fall to round two when when Swift isn't proven. And and I see a lot of teams make that same mistake. So I think it's having a healthy balance of looking long term but guys that still can help you win now. And, you know, sometimes you just got to get your guys too. So, you know, I get it. I see both sides. Gotcha. Well, I'm all about the win now method. I mean, I, I could care less about three years from now. Mm-hmm. If I have to, if I have to trade my picks next year to win right now, I'll do it. And I'll, and I'll figure it out next year. You know, um, I'm always in a win now mode. I am. I am. I'm right there with you. I'm, I hate kind of sitting. <laughs> I, I don't like it. I don't like sitting there and watching the other teams uh, just pass me by and, and no, compete. I mean, 
Well, because, I, I, I mean, most leagues you're in are money leagues, so mm-hmm. why would you spend money to not try to win? It's absolutely true. I mean, it <laughs> makes a lot of sense. What's that? What, what are we giggling here? No, I'm just giggling. It is funny. It's like if you're just in this, like, limbo uh state for for like year over year it's it, you're just becoming that like like an atm for like your league it's like it, it's ridiculous you know um but but to go on the point about uh kelsey you know it, it it is a very compelling case that that has been brought up about the wide receiver one numbers and he's locked in with with Mahomes. he's showing no signs of slowing down i guess my biggest regrets in dynasty come in the startup uh, draft process when I uh, when I choose to go away from youth that that's just like where I sort of have the most regret but but with a guy like Kelsey you just kind of ride that wave and and you do have that uh, ad- advantage at, at that very scarce um, position so I don't know I'm that, that that's a very compelling case um, for sure I, I just think Kelsey's got I mean he's at least got two or three great years left in him and um, absolutely, that's yeah. plenty enough for me in a in a dynasty league, and 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 then you know we've talked about it on previous episodes, previous shows, and we will we will continue to do it. Is is talk about guys, um, kind of to sell high on now and cash out, and and we'll 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 get there at some point. But Kelsey's a perfect example, man. Get you know, don't be afraid to draft him, grab him up, have that super advantage. Um, and then maybe in a couple of years in a dynasty league, look to move them. That listen, you're never gonna. There's not gonna be anybody in your league that wouldn't love to have Kelsey. So, um, you know, there's always gonna be takers there, but but there are some of those guys in your league that just donate money every year and just never are able <laughs> to compete. Um, you know, you got that as well. So, uh, moving on to the third round, who's our, our some of our favorite targets there? Uh, I, I like uh, I like. Allen Robinson there. If I go running back, running back, I end up with Allen Robinson a lot in the third round. If I if I'm if I go running back wide receiver and I need that RB two, I'm I'm looking at J.K. Dobbins as well. What about you guys? What what what, what are you targeting there? Well, I'm Tommy, targeting, let's start with you. I'm targeting Scary Terry right there. All right. Um, oh yeah, round three is a perfect the perfect time to, to go get him. I mean, to have, if I go. Round if I go round one wide receiver, round two running back, and it comes back round three, and I can get Terry McLaurin as my wide receiver two all day long. Hmm. Stevie, what about you? So since um, Ridley and C.D. Lamb were already brought up, I kind of had those in round three as a way of like hoping that they would kind of fall there. But uh, to pick a new name, I, I actually went with Clyde um, Edwards Hilaire. Uh, I believe in uh, the uh, bounce back uh, opportunity here. And I think, again, just being part of that Kansas City offense, all the stats that we said about Andy Reid um, and his ability to use um, running backs as well as anybody <laughs> in like the history of the NFL with Brian Westbrook, LaShawn McCoy, and um, Jamal Charles, uh, you know, there's, there's probably a couple more there. Um, I can just really buy into the idea of, of, of uh, Clyde churning out uh, a very good career as well, just in that offense. So that 
to me that that would be another solid way to go to try to secure another um, borderline RB1, but mid like RB2 uh, quality player. Levi. So for me, again, you know, I, I'm trying to play the board. Um, I want to look for the best available player that's that's out there. So let's say one of these running backs that people get scared about, if Josh Jacobs, you know, if he happens to fall, uh, someone like him would be a target for me. I think someone uh, like Antonio Gibson, which typically I think he's probably going to go a little before that, but uh, he's a guy that's young, that's exciting. Um, I'm looking for um, George Kittle even, you know, if he fell to the third round. I'm just looking for best available player, regardless of position, still in the prime, not too old, not too young, uh, which I know Gibson is, you know, pretty young, so he's maybe kind of branching out. DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson, one of those guys that I feel like is young, has a lot of years left, but they're proven and and, uh, look like they're going to be really good players. You know, I agree. If Listen, if Antonio Gibson falls to round three, that's a steal. I I really, really like – uh, I really like him this year. I think he's, I think he's kind of one of those breakout. Uh, he's going to be a first round pick next year uh, type mm. of guy. I really, really do. Now, now here's something I, I might be backing up a little bit by doing this. Maybe this because I'm seeing this guy go in the second round uh, a bit and in the third round as well. And 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 I'm going to be honest, man. It's hot or cold. It's hit or miss. It's black or white. There's no like in between with this guy. And Everyone's either loves him or which the majority kind of do, but I'm on the other side of it and I'm, I don't. And that's Najee Harris. I, I'm seeing him go really, really high. And I've even seen him sneak into the first round, which is nuts. But mm. listen, guys, I, I could be uh, on an island by myself, but I'm not a fan. I like him as a player. I don't like the situation. You know, Pittsburgh – didn't run the ball at all last year. Now that was last year, and they'll they'll commit to it a little bit this year. But we're talking dynasty here, and and that offensive line in Pittsburgh is rough. It's not good, and who knows what happens? This is obviously Big Ben's last year, and they've got some. I I, I just don't. I, I certainly don't like him for this year, but there's just a lot of question marks there. Uh, I, I don't I don't see him getting enough volume uh, to make him an RB one. But man, I listen to a lot of shows and I read a lot of a lot of content out there, and, and and a lot of people are on the other side of this. What what do you guys think about about Harris? Um, I think Harris is good. Um, how good? I I don't know. Is is he Derrick Henry or is he Mark Ingram? I mean, I. I haven't quite decided on him yet. Or is he Josh Jacobs? Yeah, or is he Josh <laughs> Jacobs? I, I I think he catches the ball better than Josh Jacobs, but mm-hmm. um, I I think he's somewhere in the middle of Mark Ingram and Derrick Henry. You know, as far as those Alabama guys. Well, what do you think about the situation there in Pittsburgh, though? I mean, as much as they throw the ball, they don't really commit to the run. Now they may change things up a little bit this year because listen, Big Ben's done. His his arm is is toast. And it showed a lot last year, and he doesn't throw the ball down the field. So I think there could be some, you know, some of that dump off, you know, some screens, you know, check downs. I could see that, uh, you know, putting up some points for you. But that offensive line's rough. Same thing with, you know, when we were talking about Josh Jacobs, I, I think the same thing about about Las Vegas. They're, they lost three great offensive linemen 
this offseason. And um, obviously with the addition of Kenyon Drake, that's just a player that I'm avoiding. Uh, You will not see Josh Jacobs on one single team of mine anywhere. But, you know, backing up to Najee Harris, I mean, Levi, Steve, what do you guys think about, about him? What do you think about that situation? Am I nuts? Am I crazy? I don't think so. My thing on the... Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> I, I don't think you're crazy. Uh, I, I, I will say that I'm much more into Najee uh, in a redraft situation because I think with Roethlisberger there, you know, you have an idea of what that offense is and, you know, they still have a solid defense and everything else. So I think the quality of the touches could still be okay for at least one year but but when there is a new quarterback in there I mean I don't know maybe they just lean on him more it just really depends who the quarterback but I, I have a kind of a queasy feeling about it um at that price you know the first round yeah it's like, yeah he's there's going no too way high. there's yeah. no way I, I could do that so I think at cost I, I'd be a little bit uh weary as well even though I love the player you know just uh I just can't do it at, at the price. There's just too many players I would take over him at the, at the current ADP. You know, where Correct. he's going, there's, I just can't. It's too risky. What about you, Levi? Your that, thoughts? That's exactly how I feel. I like Najee Harris, the player, but what I've seen is a lot more people tend to like him more than me, and they're willing to pay that premium price for him. And when he's an unknown entity, and you mentioned the Big Ben issues, they've got offensive line issues, lack of commitment to the run game last year. He's just not a guy, if we're talking in a dynasty startup draft, he's just not a guy that I'm probably ever going to be able to come away with because other people are going to be, you know, overdrafting him, in my opinion. Now, if Najee fell to the fifth round or something, then sure, I'd be all over that. But you're going to have to probably take him in the second round, and I'm just not willing to pay that. Yeah, yeah, and, and here's the thing: is is probably more Pittsburgh Steelers fans in, in in the United States than any other team. So I don't care what league you're in. I mean, it's almost impossible for you to be playing in some kind of a fantasy league and not have a Steeler fan in that league. <laughs> and um, and so that guy tends to always be the you know the dude that's going to grab up uh, you know any of those Steelers players and. So, you know, that's that's a guy. Now, let's 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 talk about like in a rookie draft real quick. Is he your number 1 pick now non-superflex, but is he your number 1 pick? Are you looking Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, uh Travis Etienne? I mean, wh- who are we looking at as our number 1 pick in a in a rookie draft? Uh Jamar Chase in my opinion is I think Jamar Chase is a generational type wide receiver. I mean, he uh he was the the best wide receiver on a team that had Justin Jefferson on it, and you know how much I like Justin Jefferson. Mm. You uh, called him last year, man. He was your guy. You know, everybody was. was all everybody was all about Judy and 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 you know CD, but you were all about Justin Jefferson. That was yeah. your guy. You called it. You called it. And Jamar Chase is better than him, so I go Jamar Chase. What say you? Yeah, Levi? but for me. I- well, if it's me, I'm you know if I got the number one pick, I'm I'm probably trading down again just because everybody tends to value Najee or Chase, you know, up there at the top of the top of the draft. I would rather move down a few picks, acquire some extra capital, and you know again get more value. And I know I'm kind of a broken record here where I keep talking about that, but I tend to love guys like Javante Williams in this draft. He's a guy that uh, I think could be the best running back in the draft class, even though I like the other guys there. 
Um, I just tend to want value. Uh, I like a lot of the quarterbacks in this draft. If, you know, one quarterback league, I realize they don't have the value, but if you're in a super flex or a two quarterback league, I'm all about Trey Lance and Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, those guys I just absolutely love in this year's class. So all the rookie drafts I was in, I was, uh, if I was picking up high, I was trading back, acquiring some additional, you know, assets in return to, you know, get one of those, my guys. Yeah, I don't want to drop out of the, like the top ten picks because I see right no, around no, nine no. or t- nine or ten is when like Javante William tends to go. I d- I'm not the biggest Jalen yep. Waddle fan. Um, yeah, as far as maybe he was a good player, but he's not somebody I'm targeting right around there. It would be uh, Javante Williams all day. So, uh, uh, Steve, what about you, yep, man? What do you too. think, uh, rookie draft? Yeah, if I had the first pick in in, in a in a one QB league, I'm definitely going Chase. Um, and I would probably would, would even consider Pitts over over Harris as well because of that scarcity at at the at the tight end position and, and Pitts is just like a freak of nature, um, but Harris would be the first running back I would take. I, I don't think I could at this point justify Javante or Etn over Najee, but I would probably that, so that would probably put Najee at three. Uh, for myself, if not two, kind of a coin flip between him and and Pitts, just kind of how I'm feeling that day, uh, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I'm right with Levi. There is is trading back because I think someone would give you a boatload to have the opportunity to jump up and grab someone like Harris when you know, you know, you're kind of playing chess when everyone else is playing checkers, and you can drop back and maybe take Javante Williams, um, or even right. you know, I've seen Pitts drop in quite a few rookie drafts. So, um, you know, if you can, you know, somehow end up, say, let's just say you end up with Pitts and you take uh, Javante Williams, I'd feel pretty good about that. So, anyways, okay, yeah, I just wanted to kind of touch on Najee Harris and then we kind of kind of went off topic a little bit with the rookie draft, but that's certainly going to help folks out there because I know a million people are probably having that same debate and that battle within that has probably like the number one, number two, number three pick. So, um, Well, I've got another one for you here. Punt running back in the first round of a rookie draft and take Michael Carter in the second round. Ballsy. I mean, he, he, he's going to be the, the starting running back for the Jets. So, I mean, why not? No, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in, you know, especially if you if you end up taking, say, Jamar Chase or uh, Kyle Pitts and you don't get that running back. Oh, yeah, second-round pick. If, if, if Michael Carter falls there, then – all day, all day. There's not going to be a whole lot in the second round of a rookie draft that maybe that I'm very interested in. Honestly, you know, Rashad Bateman's usually in there. Um, I love you know, Elijah Moore. You know, you got him in there. I do like him. Uh, that's that's not bad at all. But there's just not there's not a lot in the second round that excites me. But Michael Carter. Uh, Bateman, Elijah Moore, some of the guys that actually do. So if I can maybe move around in a rookie draft to where I can end up snagging one of those guys, two of those guys, or something like that, I'll be definitely happy. No. So let's move on to like the third round. So we, we or no fourth round. I think we we just covered the third round. Who are some guys we're targeting real quick in the fourth round? I, I like Keenan Allen a lot. Well, somebody just died. Somebody just got hit by a car. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that sound was. Yeah, I think what? someone dropped something upstairs, so uh, I'll have to investigate that a little later. <laughs> Apologies. No, no worries. That's good stuff. It's funny. Um, you know, we were kind of talking about Travis Ntien. If he falls, to, you know, the fourth round, I'm I'm very very enticed to take him. We even mentioned Kyle Pitts. It's another guy that I'm kind of looking around there. 
Uh, but Keenan Allen has been my favorite target. I, I don't know why this guy's dropping. He's a wide receiver one, for crying out loud. And he's fallen to round four. You, you're telling me I could end up with, say, Saquon and Stephon Diggs and maybe, you know, Allen Robinson and then take like a Keenan Allen the next round? I mean, I've got some studs right there and a stud for a flex. I mean, what's some, guy, what's some guys you all are targeting? Let me ask you a question about Travis Etienne. Why would you take it? Why would you take a backup running back in round four? <laughs> uh, we got a Josh. We, we, we've got a uh, James Robinson fan in the house here. So you just keep fighting the heck, a good fight there. He got 1,500 yards last year. How? I know. But that was under a whole different regime, man. Hey, they took they took they took Etienne in the first friggin' round. What are they gonna do? Yeah, they, well. they took a third down back in the first round. Come on, man. Third you round know. back boom to slot receiver because you have a running back already. I just think he's the running back of the future there. You know, Robinson might be that kind of Latavius Murray to Etienne's Alvin Kamara. That's how I see that playing out at best. So at, I don't know. That's actually how I see <laughs> at it too. Best for I think it's gonna be like Etienne's New Orleans. No Alvin Kamara. You never know. I mean, nobody really seen a whole lot out of uh, Alvin Kamara when he was here at Tennessee. And he ends yeah, up. We knew uh, he was special. We did, but he ends up in uh, New Orleans, man, and look what he did. So, um, and there's a lot of question marks on him this year, you know, with that quarterback situation and, you know, them moving forward. Um, y- you don't have, you know, spaghetti armed uh, Drew Brees just checking down all day to Kamara. Uh, you know, you've got. Taysom Hill, that's just a ball hog, and then you've got Winston, who like he he doesn't like to check down. He likes to heave it down the field and just pray hope that hoping the defense doesn't catch the ball. So um, I think that's going to have a big effect on Kamara, bigger than uh, what some people think. But I do, I don't think he's going to drop off a cliff by any means. But I don't think he's going to put up those elite elite numbers. I think they're going to have to have some design plays for him. But I I don't know that. But you know we're kind of talking about ETN. I like him, especially in the fourth round, if you can get this type of running back who could end up being, you know, a back-end RB1, especially we're looking at Dynasty. I'm all in. That's fine. You take ATN in round four, and I'll take uh, James Robinson in round seven. I'll be happy. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll, we'll see. So, so you're telling me that James Robinson's going to outscore Travis Etienne this year in, in yeah, fantasy? Absolutely will. Hmm. Okay. We'll have to visit that. We'll have to revisit that in a few months. What do you guys think? I like David Montgomery a lot if he's there in the fourth round. He's young. Yep. Uh, you know, Bears getting getting Justin Fields, I think that's going to really change that that offense. I'm not buying the Andy Dalton's going to be the starter all year business. Um, you know, I think David Montgomery's got a lot of talent. Josh Jacobs, I know I mentioned him for possibly third round, and I know you obviously um, hate Josh Jacobs, and, and I don't know if, like, he stole your girlfriend or what it is, Bob, but, uh, you know, I think I think Josh Jacobs is a good player. I don't like how John Gruden use him, uses him, uh, but, again, if we're talking Dynasty League, he's young, he's good. You know, even Chris Godwin, one of those guys, some of the players that I would kind of be targeting in that range. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely right there with you with David Montgomery. If, if Montgomery's there, he's my guy in round four. Yeah. Would you, would you guys even dare go Patrick Mahomes? Nope. Uh, it, it's getting close to that time, sure. You in think a one-quarterback so? league, there's no way. I, I couldn't. There's too many other good quarterbacks. I mean, Dak may be the number one quarterback in the league. 
Um, so I just can't uh, I can't pay up for Mahomes in the fourth. If it's a two quarterback league, then yeah, I'm sure he's way off the board already. But oh yeah, two I just quarterback league, he's, he's the number one overall pick in most most of the time. Yeah, so. you're probably right. Yeah, he's pretty close to it, especially if it's a dynasty. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, another guy that I've seen kind of slip down here in the round four a little bit is Darren Waller. If that happens. I'll, I'll I'll probably swipe him up, I'd, especially if I already have two uh, two damn good receivers. Then I'm going Darren Waller all day there. Uh, just he's kind of the last. I, I kind of like to, I, I tend to like Darren Waller better um, than um, prop. I, I don't like him better than Kelsey. Uh, obviously, we we've got our guy there, but I I probably would. Uh, I take him over Kittle, honestly. Um, Mm-hmm. I don't know. I call me crazy. Um, I just like the volume that he gets. He's kind of the number one target there. And I don't know. I'd probably take him over. I, I, I probably. I'm just not drafting Kittle really in any scenario. I, I like to wait a little bit and take Waller. After that, I'm waiting a while if I don't end up with any of those three. So, what What's about your you, beef Steve? With Kittle? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just a personal. When I see Kittle, I see Jeremy Shockey. I see that type of player. He plays rough. That's hurtful. No, 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 no. I don't mean it as an insult. He just, he plays rough. He's a tough, tough guy that just doesn't want to go down. And he takes a lot of unnecessary punishment, unnecessary hits. And Shockey was that. done the same thing for years. What's that? Gronk's done the same thing for years. Yeah, and Gronk's missed some time. You know, Gronk has missed some time, but I I, I don't know. It's just a personal preference. I just kittle. I, I'm either like all in on Kelsey. I wait for Waller. Other than that, I'm, I'm kind of waiting a little, you know, a little bit longer. But I don't know. Kittle just. I don't know how long he's going to be elite. Um, I just. It, it's just a personal thing. I've got nothing to kind of back it up. I just I watch him play. And that's what I see. I see somebody like Jeremy Shockey that just gets the hell beat out of him all the time, and um, and it took an effect on him last year. You know, it's 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 affected him somewhat. So unless he changes it's up, it's a his fair game, argument. He's just got to change things up. He needs to go down sometimes. He just needs to get get to the ground and just you know play the next play, my friend. You know, quit fighting so much. It's a fair argument between the two for sure. You know, my my argument for Kittle would be more of. He's one year younger. He's proven to be elite. I think he's the number one pass catching option on a uh, offensive team that's very well coached. They always have an exciting offense. I think Trey Lance is going to add a lot to that offense as well. Um, Darren Waller, you think about his off the field issues. If he were to ever have a relapse or a problem, um, you know the the Raiders offense. He is the number one target. Completely agree there. He's probably just as likely to outscore Kittle in one year. I just feel Kittle's a little safer long term, but uh, I think both guys are right there, neck and neck. It's it's a tough argument. I mean, um, uh, I could see it going either way. I don't know. It just Kittle's missed, you know, sometimes he missed a couple of games uh, back in nineteen, which isn't a big deal, you know. And obviously, he he missed a lot last year, but it's just a personal sure. preference. I just it's kind of like I don't want to pay that price for him. Um, when he kind of scares me a little bit. Uh, I would rather wait for Waller or wait a while and take a couple of other guys late in the draft, though. What about uh, what about you, Stevie? So in round four, uh, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I'm 
really looking at um, Keenan Allen. But but let's say that, that that we happen to be in a draft and you snipe Allen from me, uh, we we always have to have our backup. So in this case, um, my backup would be uh, DJ Moore. Uh, I just think he's just a a, a very exciting playmaker. Uh, I think he can do, do a lot. Uh, kind of an interesting uh, new scenario there in uh, Carolina with uh, Sam Darnold uh, coming aboard. I'm sure we'll talk about him a little bit later. Um, but just uh, him having another year in the uh, Joe Brady offense is, is what is uh, extremely exciting to me. But obviously with, with some new um, pass caps, pass catching fellows uh, next to him with uh, Marshall and, and everything else. Um, I still am fairly bullish on him, but getting back to Keenan Allen, I mean, he hasn't lost a step <laughs> since yeah. he's, he's lost since he's been in the league and just being paired up with uh, Justin Herbert. It's just like a dream come true. It's, it's uh, fantastic. So I'm with you there on, on Keenan Allen. All right, moving on to round five. Um, I do agree with Keenan Allen. Love him. Love the player. Love him dropping that far. So, you know, round five, I'm seeing more quarterbacks going. I'm seeing Dak Prescott and and, and Lamar Jackson. Kyler Murray is going, you know, around here in a lot of leagues. Are we we still staying away from quarterback here? I know know Levi's answer. (laughs) I really think it's Funny thing is I was actually about to jump in and say you could. Yeah, okay. I, I really think it's it's time to start looking at at, at guys like Dak, Lamar, Kyler, um, because Mahomes is probably already going now. But but uh, yeah, Dak, Lamar, Kyler, uh, Devontae Smith is still there most likely um, at, at wide receiver. He's he, he, I mean, he's probably the the number one guy in Philly. So um, your boy Javante Williams may even still be there. So. Mm. Man, if I could walk away, yeah, it's going to be hard. If Javante Williams is still sitting there, but, you know, and there's the threat, because there's always that, like, you're sitting there in round five, and you think just maybe he might drop to the next round, and you can grab him up, and then he gets sniped. But I kind of like taking I, – I, I do consider quarterback, because if you take, like, a Kyler or a Dak or even Lamar, whoever your preference is, sometimes that starts a run. I like to try and start those sometimes. If I take Lamar, mm. me being a Ravens homer, then maybe the next guy goes, oh, crap, I better go grab Dak. And then the next guy's like, oh, I better go get Kyler. Um, then it starts something there, and then I'm looking going, oh, yeah, Javante Williams, keep sliding, keep sliding, keep sliding. So, you know, what, what's some guys, uh, Steve, Levi, what's, some, what, what's your all's uh, – what, what do you like to do right around round five? Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, so the two names I jotted down was uh, was um, Dak Prescott as well. Just anticipating now is kind of we're getting into quarterback territory. Um, Dak is my QB three, so um, just anticipating that if Mahomes goes, then Josh Allen will go pretty quickly after that. Then at that point, I would have Dak to be a pretty high priority. Um, I also had uh, Javante Williams, who I believe is the running back of the future, uh, clearly in uh, Denver. Uh, it's just n- n- not a matter of if, but when he uh, takes over, could be week two, could be week four, week eight. I, doesn't matter to me. I, I'd be pretty bullish to have him as like my RB3 in a uh, startup. But Dak Prescott is definitely the uh, top uh, target for me in round five, for sure. 
Well, I yeah, think, I really uh, like Tommy would go. Tommy would go Dak all day. I, I believe that. <laughs> oh, round five. Uh, yeah, if if somebody if a Josh Jacobs fell to round five, I would probably go to him, and then hopefully, and then hope that Dak falls to round six. Um, but if if all those running backs are gone, and I'm looking at Dak and you know a couple of mid-level wide receivers, I go Dak. Okay. What was you about to say, Levi? Well, I really, I mean, I like the Javante Williams idea because I'm, a, again, a, you know, very bullish on him long term. But a couple other players that we didn't mention, round five, that I'd be looking at, Cooper Cup. Really love Cooper Cup this year, especially with Stafford being there. Um, and uh, I think, you know, Cooper Cup, the type of game that he plays, uh, I know he's had some injury issues, but, I mean, I think he's got several years of high-quality production left. I also like Kareem Hunt quite a bit, and I know a lot of people, Hunt falls down their draft boards because of Nick Chubb being there, but but Hunt's only 25 years old. He's likely going to go to another team in the near future and, uh, you know, be one of the top three down backs in the league. I mean, I think he has that kind of potential, so – uh, you know, snagging a guy like Hunt or Cup in the fifth round, you know, slot him in to start every single week with long-term value, I think is uh, is always nice. Well, I think maybe, you know, some people may be sitting there in that round if they don't go QB, um, and they could be staring right now. They could be looking at Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Jerry Judy, Devontae Smith, you know. Who 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 would you all be targeting there if you ha- if, if those four guys are up? And you've got the pick. I would go Devonte Smith over over, over the, those other guys, um, mainly because I think he's the only guy in Philly. Um, whereas in L.A., you got both Woods and Cup, and I just don't believe in Jerry Judy. So I would go Devonte Smith. I actually love the Jerry Judy option. Didn't even you know his name didn't even cross my mind, but uh, I'm I'm very bullish on Judy long term. Especially watch Denver go out and grab Deshaun Watson next year, uh, or maybe Aaron Rodgers this year or something, and then you know Judy's value is going to skyrocket. Yeah, yeah, I tend to agree there. I do like Judy, especially if they upgrade that quarterback situation. Right now, it's not it's not that great. And then you know you Cortland Sutton missed a lot of time last year, so Judy was kind of force fed. And so that kind of padded his stats a little bit. Um, but, yeah, if they upgrade that quarterback position, you know, Deshaun Watson's played his last days. He, his time in, in Houston's over with. So uh, he's going to be a hot name. I, I doubt he gets traded this year. I mean, if he does, great. But, um, you know, Philadelphia is has been the latest team rumored, and obviously Denver has been on the kind of, you know, out there constantly when it you know he's kind of tagged with him as well i i have said it over and over and over and over again if i'm the pittsburgh steelers i'm doing everything in the world to get deshaun watson i don't care what it is i'm going and getting him with that division with baker mayfield lamar jackson and now you got joe burrow they've got to they got to play they got to keep up with that if they got deshaun watson in that league he might be the best quarterback in that uh you know in that division so um I don't know. That's just something I've said for the last year or whatever. If I'm them, man, I'm doing everything I can to grab him up. But, yeah, Jerry Judy is a very, very good player. Um, I have a little bit of a bromance with Cooper Cup. Um, I have always loved me some Cooper Cup, but it would be really hard to pass up Devontae Smith in that situation. Um, You know, he's 22 years old. Cooper, you know, Cup is 28. Um, 
and Devontae Smith is the obvious number one target there in that offense. And um, Cooper Cups could be number two. I mean, him and Robert Woods are kind of right there neck and neck. Um, so I, I probably would lean Devontae Smith, and my heart would hurt that I passed up on Cooper Cup. But uh, I'm not going to go with my heart on this one. I'm going to I'm going to go with my head. So Devontae Smith is my my choice. All right. So moving on, moving on. So uh, anybody else got anything there on uh, on round five? We're all in agreement at least that it's okay to start looking quarterback at this point. You don't have to wait, 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 and wait. But uh, we're not going to hurt you. We're not going to fault you if you do continue to wait. Because even if Dak, Lamar, uh, you know, Kyler's gone, obviously, you know, Josh Allen and Mahomes are gone in this scenario, there's still some pretty darn good quarterbacks laying around out there. Justin Herbert is another one of those guys. And kind of moving on to round six, would you guys be afraid to take Justin Herbert there, or are you looking at someone else in that round? Um, if, if if I miss out on Dak in round five and he's not there and he's not there in round six, then Justin Herbert's my guy. Okay, okay. No other no other guys you'd consider there in that round uh, over Justin Herbert. You know, you've got people like. <sighs> You know, you got Mark, Aaron Rodgers. You got Aaron Rodgers, but in a in a dynasty league, are are you really taking Aaron Rodgers right there? No. no. Um, you got um, Stafford's kind of the same way. I, I would put Stafford more in the eighth, more you know, kind of towards the eighth round. Um, so I think you can get six, Stafford. I think he's Stafford later than that. You think you can get Stafford later than round eight? I, okay. I do. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, other than that, I, I would probably I'd probably look at, at at Herbert right there around six. I mean. You know, unless you're wanting to go, you know, somebody like you got Mark Burrow Andrews also. Yeah, Burrow's you there. You do. Um, th- those guys are probably pretty similar. Um, I think Herbert has a better offensive line than what Burrow does, so he, he may stay a little bit healthier. And, and listen, <laughs> I'm not afraid of jumping up. I mean, it doesn't have to be Justin Herbert. Let's just say you're in that sixth round and Justin Herbert just went before you, mm-hmm. and you really need that quarterback, and you're really thinking of that, and Joe Burrow sitting there. There's some other guys. I don't. You know, this sixth round is not an area I like to be in because there, besides maybe Mark Andrews, there's not anyone that excites me. You know, you got people like a lot of time you do see like someone like Kareem Hunt, Julio Jones, Juju, DJ Chark, uh, Tyler Lockett. I, I, you know, I stay away from Tyler Lockett. DJ Chark's another guy I kind of look at in that round. I mean, he's the number one receiver on that team. I, I really do think, um, but. Other than that, no one really excites me. I mean, it's really Justin Herbert, Mark Andrews, DJ Chark, and that's it. And I'm not afraid of maybe going ahead and considering someone like Russell Wilson there just to secure that quarterback position. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm definitely going to go with – oh, sorry about that. Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> no, you're good. I was going to say, if I miss out on, on um, Herbert there, I would be – uh, very, very interested in uh, Joe Burrow. He, to me, is the most um, interesting bagel, uh, Bengal, probably outside of um, Jamar Chase, like overall. Um, I just think what, what, what they did in the draft was just quite fascinating. Um, they just clearly just want to give him as many, you know, passing options as possible and I, I just really think that uh long term he could just be like a, like a week to week um you know 
QB1, perhaps, but uh, I would not hesitate to go Burrow there. And I also had um, Jerry Judy as well as a target, just if I happen to get Dak in the round before, uh, Judy would, would, would be a guy I'm looking at uh, for sure. Yeah, if you can get Judy there, that's that that would be someone that would excite me in that round. But yeah, Herbert's a guy, you know, DJ Chark and, and Mark Andrews. What about uh, what about you, Levi? What do you think? You know, the quarterback argument, there's a lot of great quarterbacks. I just struggle in a one-quarterback league to take one too early because, I mean, we haven't even mentioned guys like Deshaun Watson as far as, like, drafting them later. I, I realize he may not play this year, but he's absolutely a guy I would draft and stash. Um, and then guys like Fields and Lance. And, again, I think you can get those guys so much later in the draft, and they can be great long-term. And, you know, you can draft a, a temporary starter a little bit later as well. So I'm going to probably stick to skill position players. Um, I still love T. Higgins. It's probably a little too early in the sixth round for him. Uh, a lot of people are, you know, um, kind of passing on him because of Jamar Chase. But I think T. Higgins is a great player. Um, I think there's a lot of other really good. I think Cortland Sutton, again, because of the argument that Denver's probably going to go out and bring in a better quarterback at some point. Sutton, I think, is a, uh, a top-end talent. I like DJ Chark also. Um, so I'd, I'd probably go skill position and uh, let the quarterback situation ride. I, I'm kind of with you there. If you just there's, Don't be afraid not to go quarterback here because, like you mentioned, a couple of them. Stafford's another guy that still hasn't gone yet, but another dude that I've always – I've been on, on this wagon for two years, and I hate the team. I can't stand the team. Um, but Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill's still well, floating around there. Also, also, Trevor Lawrence probably hasn't gone yet either. Oh, absolutely not. Unless you got that one guy that, you know – that that's just like oh yeah you there's the tend to have that guy that that has to jump on and 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 do that they jack up their draft when they do it too but uh there's no problem in not going quarterback here you know getting you if you can go mark andrews or something like that or dj chark uh you know stick with the skill position there um juju could be gone next year and maybe be the number one receiver on another team next year like uh yeah, it could be end up in like Indianapolis or something like that. So uh, somebody to keep a keep an eye on as well. So, all right, Tannehill so that was a good option, especially adding Julio. Oh I gosh, mean, yeah, you know, yeah. Tannehill was already been really good, but now you add another top end, you know, top five wide receiver in the league. I mean, I think Tannehill could be awesome this year, and he already was awesome last year. Yeah, and, and the year before, listen, when he took over, I think in 2019, we talked about this on podcast a year ago. Because um, I was all about Tannehill going into last season, uh, I think that when he took over and it was like week six, week seven or something, that was Lamar Jackson's MVP year. And the only other quarterback that outscored Tannehill when he took over was Lamar Jackson. And then he just dropped down the draft boards. Nobody was really on that wagon last year. I was. Tannehill was was one of the guys I was targeting, and and he did nothing to disappoint. You know, he was a he was a he was a stud. You know, he did well. You know, he, he runs the ball. You know, he gets sneaky little rushing touchdowns. I mean, the game, now he's upgraded his wide receiver uh, situation. Uh, give me some Tannehill, man. So, you know, we're, we're there's nothing wrong with hanging out, you know, building up your bench, building up your flex, and, um, you know, going Tannehill a little later on. So, uh, you know, moving on to round seven, who are some guys we're looking at here? Um, Steve, I'm going to start with you. What's, what's a guy you're looking at here? Maybe a couple. So a couple I'm looking at, um, for one, is uh, Trey Sermon. And a second is Dallas Goddard. Mm. Uh, Dallas Goddard, to me, represents like the 
uh, last tight end that I'm willing to like reach on. Um, assuming of course that, uh, Zach Ertz is, is no longer, um, an Eagle. I just think Goddard's, um, athleticism is just extremely impressive. And with the current state of the Eagles offense with Jalen Hurts, I just think he's going to be a very reliable target as far as, you know, moving the chains and that kind of thing. Cause, uh, Hertz did struggle a bit with uh, the uh, deep ball accuracy. Um, so I really like Dallas Goddard there. And then Trey Sermon, uh, he's a guy that I am just over the moon for, uh, especially at, at this point. I just think similar to uh, Javante Williams, it's I think he will take over the um, San Francisco backfield. It is an extremely attractive situation for fantasy football. And I believe that uh, Trey Sermon could have a Jonathan Taylor-esque jump. Like, I think he has that. Uh, ability to make that big jump that that Taylor did where it looked like it was, he was entering kind of a murky backfield situation but I really think he has what it takes to kind of take it to that level not saying he's going to have a result of a rookie year that Taylor did but I think he could be just a really big um, rankings jumper from his rookie year to his sophomore year so those are the two guys that I'm uh, checking out in uh, round seven how about you Tommy um, I mentioned one earlier, James Robinson. Um, I, I, it, it baffles me that a guy that had 1,500 yards last year is is slipping so far just because they drafted, they they happen to draft another you know quote unquote running back that they've even said that they're going to move in and out the, you know of the slot and third down back and all that stuff. To me, James Robinson is still the guy there. Um, another one is James Conner. Um, he, he's he signed with Arizona. Um, I know they got Chase Edmonds, but Chase Edmonds isn't a, he's not a, you know, he, he's not a main back. Um, so well, I, your guy, Michael Carter, sitting around this area too. I'm Michael, seeing him Michael go. Carter, yeah, Michael Carter would be another one. Um, most definitely uh, in in a startup, right? Um, James Robinson, Michael Carter, James Conner, th- those three guys are, are probably perfect right around there. Levi, what do you think, man? Well, kind of surprised on the James Conner take. Um, not that I think James Conner is a bad back, but round seven just feels too early for me. I mean, I know you're getting to that point now where you're either drafting unproven guys or guys that, you know, could bounce back. But, um, you know, someone like Debo would stand out. Uh, Debo, I mean, love the player. I don't love that he's, you know, probably best case scenario, the number two guy there, and he gets hurt a lot. So that worries me with his play style. A lot that you mentioned about Kittle is how Debo plays. But um, I do love Debo the player. Um, outside of that, I mean, I know you know you could always take your quarterback at this point. I feel like there's always a point in the draft in these mid rounds where you get to where you feel like you're any player that's left on the board you're overdrafting, and mm-hmm. I kind of mm-hmm. feel that's where we're at right now. You know, I feel like it's a little too early for you know even Debo, how I mentioned, a little too early for James Conner and some of these other guys. Um, Michael Carter. I mean, I like Michael Carter a lot as well, but I also feel like it's too early. So those are the times that I typically will try to go for my quarterback just because nobody else on the board makes a lot of sense. I do like the Trey Sermon take. I really do like Sermon's options there in San Francisco, and um, I think we could see that paying big dividends this year. But uh, this is kind of a dead spot of the the draft for me right here. It really, really, really is. You know, you just got to throw a dart. But Trey Sermon, um, I absolutely agree with. I love, love Dallas Goddard at this point. Um, 
you know, even though Tommy may disagree with this, but depending on how you've drafted, if you've if you've gone, let's say you've gotten your tight end, you've grabbed your quarterback, you've got a couple of wide receivers, and you're kind of needing that third running back or something, I'm looking at Chase Edmonds here. I really, really am. I think he's going to get a lot of work. I am not. Uh, James Conner, man, they, they signed that guy for peanuts. I, I, for some reason, I, I just don't see James Conner stepping in there and taking a bulk of the work away from Chase Edmonds. I mean, he's just he's going to be a short yardage guy. He's going to vulture some touchdowns. And if he stays healthy um, and if he if he does what James Conner does and, and, and kind of stays banged up, I see a lot of volume for someone like Chase Edmonds in a high-powered offense. Um, I really, really like him as, as, let's say, like a flex or, or a th- RB3. Um, I don't see him being their guy, you know, three years from now. But this year and next year, I could see him being uh, fairly valuable and a pretty decent deal here in this area. And like you said, Levi, this is kind of a dead zone for a lot of players. And um, no one that really excites you. Uh, James Robinson doesn't really excite me. LaVisca Chenault doesn't excite me. Will Fuller doesn't excite me. Tyler Boyd's sitting around here. None of these guys are really doing much for me. At least I know Chase Edmonds is going to get some volume. He's going to get some work uh, at a very valuable position at running back. So, you know, he's one of my, you know, if it ain't Dallas Goddard, man, it's Chase Edmonds for me. So, anyway, so moving on. Yeah, go ahead. Let me, yeah, let me throw this out there too. When we talk about someone like James Conner, even Chase Edmonds, and again, you know, I keep going back to if we're talking Dynasty League here, you know, could you get a first round pick in a rookie draft with James Conner? or Chase Edmonds? And the answer is probably no. So I would look at guys, and it may be overdrafting them, but I would be looking at guys long-term, Justin Fields and Trey Lance. And again, it's probably early in the draft, but in terms of value speaking, um, you know, I'm going to look for guys that have more value on my roster. I'm going to worry about roster position limits later, you know, making sure I have enough running backs to start each week and, and things like that, because I think you can always flip, you know, guys later for a lot more capital than, you know, what it's going to cost you right now. You know, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, there's always going to be guys, um, and it depends. Now, if this is a one-quarterback league, you may not get a whole lot for that type of quarterback, but obviously we're not looking at these guys. If it's a super flex league, they're long gone. So, um, you know, it's something to consider. Uh, I'm not against that at all. If you if you pick up a guy that you can see that could be valuable uh, at the quarterback position there a year from now that you can maybe flip if you already have your quarterback, turn them into you know a, a, a top end uh, rookie pick <laughs> I've got nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that man that's a good point very good point so all right moving on to round eight who are some guys we're targeting here Tommy what are you looking at in, in, in the eighth I'm a pretty big fan of Michael Pittman Jr. right here um, I, I just think he's going to have a pretty big year in Indy with uh, with Carson Wentz throwing him the ball I, I actually like Carson Wentz a lot this year too because of because of the weapons he has in Indy. What about you, Stevie? So I had um, Trey Lance as well. Sort of like if I miss out on Dak, if I miss out on Burrow, he would be a guy I'm looking at here. Again, I just I really like what Kyle Shanahan has uh, to offer as a coach. The, the scheme, you got Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, and that you know, and, and he has like a little bit of, uh, of of that rushing upside as well. Um, 
Lance does. So he's definitely a guy I, I would be looking at there in the eighth round if I had missed out on those two other quarterbacks I was kind of uh, targeting before. And then I have um, Damian Harris. Like we talk about just kind of like throwing darts at this point. I just think he's extremely talented, a very efficient runner. Obviously, he wasn't able to do that a whole lot uh, last year because he was a little bit banged up and everything else, uh, and Cam kind of takes a lot of the, the rushing work out, but just a very murky backfield, and I just think at this point uh, he may be the most talented of the bunch, so that's kind of is what I'm uh, banking on uh, at this point if I am throwing a dart at, at somebody uh, as like my RB4. I think it's a very solid option. Yeah, yeah, he he's looks like the surefire number one there in new england and and if um if cam gets benched uh sooner than later and you've got mac jones there then you don't have to worry about cam taking that goal line work um so damian harris is a guy i really really like there um maybe another guy that it was mentioned before is elijah moore he's kind of sitting around this area he's a guy that excites me here uh, Damian Harris is definitely another player I'm looking at. Uh, but, yeah, uh, th- those two, uh, with Zach Wilson taking over uh, in New York, gosh, I-, I can't wait to see how he does. I really, we- We've been talking about Trey Lance. We're talking about Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you know, we're talking about Justin Fields, but we have not once mentioned Zach Wilson, not once. And, and, and I don't know why, but I really, really, really like me some Zach Wilson and did you guys did you guys see the clip of AJ Brown talking to Elijah Moore no yep. I did so, not I did it, it was beautiful <laughs> I love yeah, that yeah so me too AJ Brown was sitting there in a room with Elijah Moore after he gets drafted and AJ Brown is crying crying like a little baby and telling Elijah Moore how great he is and how much he taught him you know here's AJ Brown we're talking about him potential round one pick and AJ Brown is sitting here having this deep heart-to-heart conversation with Elijah Moore about how much he taught him in college and how he's made him such a better player and Elijah Moore was you know like the best you know receiver on their team and and I know Elijah Moore's not a big guy but you mentioned Zach Wilson and what the Jets are doing and man I just love Elijah Moore he was a guy I was trying to target in every rookie draft I was in as a you know one of those top two picks top three picks in the second round even in the back end of round one I just I love Elijah Moore. I think he's. Uh, I think he's going to be a stud. Nice, nice. Anybody got anything else for this round? What about you, Tommy? You got any guys? Well, I already asked you. You were all about Michael Pittman there. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm a Michael Pittman guy right here. Yeah, I do yeah. love Michael Pittman. Also, mm-hmm. Michael Pittman, great time to to snag him. And I would probably take Pittman over Elijah Moore, but uh, I love both players. All right, so we're moving on to round nine here, and here again. I have now. I will say, round nine. I've seen Michael Pittman sitting around here. Now, if he if he falls to me there, I'm taking him. Um, I really like Robbie Anderson in this in this place. But there are. I, I'm really looking. The guys that really excite me in this area is quarterback. And gosh, man, if if Aaron Rodgers falls all the way here, gosh, I, I'm. I'm tempted here, guys. I'm really thinking about swooping him up. We had mentioned Deshaun Watson's another guy. How in the hell can we – man, we're sitting here in, what, round nine? And how can we how can we pass this up? I mean, Justin Fields is sitting around here as well. Um, 
I like Rodgers if Trey Lance is sitting there. I mean, the quarterbacks are what really, really get me uh, get me going here. But, man, Deshaun Watson, if you if you can stand the hit, if you can go ahead and go Deshaun Watson and maybe take – we still haven't taken Matthew Stafford or, or, or Tannehill. I mean, is it too much to maybe go jump on one of these quarterbacks um, and, and take that risk and, and grab one a little later on? No, I don't think so. I think it's such a great value to take Watson at this point. I would, I would most definitely do it and draft another quarterback to suffice me for a year. Yeah, Tommy, Tommy's dog agrees. Yeah, the, uh, that's yeah, what I was gonna say. Going nuts out there. <laughs> yes, yes, he's got some real ankle biters running around that house. Let's yeah. just, uh, let's just tell yeah. you that. So. Um, yeah, I like Deshaun Watson, and, and I'm I'm not afraid to maybe take Deshaun Watson here, and maybe, and and then I would probably go Tannehill next round um i would feel i would feel really excited about that in a dynasty league what about you steve what do you think yeah no i i think it's it's uh, a a tremendous spot to to grab a a uh, a, a veteran quarterback uh, of, of of their nature um absolutely the the upside that watson holds is is, is tremendous you know um and, and rogers as well he's he's as safe as they come getting up there in age, but still just not showing any signs of slowing down much like Brady and, and much like uh, Tannehill um, as of late as well. Uh, again, I just kind of look at that age and I like get a little queasy, but when you look at what they do, it's like that there's no reason to not think they can't keep it up for another two, three years. So I think, I think that's a really good way to go for sure. Yeah, I agree. I, gosh, if Aaron Rodgers is sitting here, I mean, we had our, our dynasty draft. I, I was the guy that took Aaron Rodgers. If I, if I, uh, if I'm thinking, I believe I'm the one that finally pulled the trigger and grabbed him up. You know, now we did, I think it is, a was it Superflex? Right. I believe, yeah. So, you know, I grabbed a couple of other quarterbacks there just in case. But uh, Roger sitting around this area is, is, is awful tempting. But, man, if Deshaun Watson's there, that's that's the route I'm going. He's got, you know, his best years probably in front of him still. Um, and, you know, probably moving on into round 10. If I go Watson this round, then I'm looking at Tannehill. Um, this is where I'm looking to pull the trigger on someone like Ryan Tannehill, and I'm in. Uh, I'm happy. I'm happy. What What about you guys, Tommy? Um, you who Who are some guys you're looking at in the next round in round ten? Round ten, right here, um, guy I am extremely high on this year. Uh, second year receiver, Darnell Mooney. Um, I, I I think he's special. I think he's going to have 110, 115 targets this year. Um, talking 17 games i don't think that that's too far out of the realm of possibility for him um, if he does that he's going to he's he's going to put up close to, to wide receiver two numbers How about you levi i really like mike gasecki um you know if we're talking about waiting on tight end uh he's a player that i really like i know people are worried with the hunter long pick this year and all of the weapons that Miami has. But Gusecki is a, a guy that, you know, tight ends take a little bit longer to develop and to mature into, you know, offensive weapons in the NFL typically. And he's a guy I just have a lot of belief in. Now, I will say I do like Jonu Smith quite a bit as well. Uh, I really think the, the Patriots are going to probably do this two tight end role similar to the Gronk and Aaron Hernandez days. And uh, I like Hunter Henry, but I like Jonu Smith longer or better if we're talking dynasty. Hmm. Anybody for you that sticks out, Steve? So someone I'm looking at here, uh, kind of going off of what Tommy said with Mooney, but I actually am very interested in Jalen Rieger. 
uh, of the Eagles because um, I just think it's a very unique buying opportunity to get a guy of his um, the the kind of skill set that he has and the draft capital that he has. I just think he could bounce back in like a major way. Um, his biggest issue as a rookie, obviously, was just the Eagles offense was just a total nightmare and he missed about eight weeks. I think it was with, with, with the thumb issue. So it was just kind of a lost rookie season. I think at this point, if he's my wide receiver five, you know, I just think that's a really good opportunity uh, just to see someone who has, who, who, who an offense has a lot invested in uh, just give him a fair shot at, or or a a second chance at seeing what what, what he's actually um, able to do. So that, that's the direction I will go. Yeah. He kind of fell behind last year because I remember he got hurt really early on. That's right. And, and, and so uh, that was so bad. That was such valuable time that he missed. And, you know, he comes back a little after mid season and, uh, I mean, listen, it was just kind of like lost, you know, it was hard to, to keep up. And that's when, uh, what's his face really, uh, stood out that, that <laughs> who was a wide receiver there in Philly. Travis that, Fulgham. Oh yeah, man, Fulgham, Fulgham blew up and then just fell off. I mean, he pissed off his, his coaches and everything. And then he's getting like one target, one catch a game after that. But man, he had that month where he was just a PPR dream. I'm telling you. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I loved it, loved it, and then just uh, fell off, fell off there. So uh, I'll tell you, moving on to round 11, some of the guys I'm looking at there. Uh, Henry Ruggs is an interesting player right around here that's going there. Uh, Hollywood Brown, if Hollywood Brown stops there, it might be a little bit of the Baltimore fan in me there, but I mean, you're really not risking a whole lot here, and I still think that he's the number one there in Baltimore, and and he's going to have some nice games. Um, that kind of like that, you know, he's kind of like the Tyler Lockett in a way, you know, but, um, I think he's going to, he's going to be a solid player, but Henry Ruggs is one guy that really just didn't do anything last year, but I see Vegas, I see Gruden, I see Derek Carr, I see them feeding this guy because they don't want to look like they messed up by taking him, you know, as the first receiver last year. I think that they're going to force feed him and he's going to get some, a lot of manufactured touches, whether it's just short little screens, short little slants, whatever it may be. But I see him being a guy that um, could be a – I see him being a very good value here. I wouldn't take him any higher than this, but I could see him being a very good value because there's really no one else right around here that, that excites me. You know, people like, what, maybe Jarvis Landry or something, you know? I mean – you know, Terrace Marshall? Nah, man. Give me give me him to drugs or Hollywood Brown all day. What do you think, I Levi? Like that. I really like Brian Edwards. I mean, you're I'm talking about Ruggs' teammate. I was not a big Ruggs guy. I know the draft capital's there, the field stretching ability. I just question, you know, the the type of offense that they run and, and Derek Carr stretching the field, but I like Brian Edwards a lot. I think he was a first round talent. He fell in the draft last year due to the injury, but uh, I can't argue against taking a guy like Ruggs at this point because I think you – I would much rather throw some darts and try to take some, you know, some young guys with high upside as opposed to taking like T.Y. Hilton or, 
you know, one of these uh, these aging veteran guys that don't have a lot left in the tank. So I'm all for, uh, you know, swinging for the fences here and, and uh, taking one of those young guys that have yet to hit. Zach Moss, he's another guy I really like. Uh, if you're if you're thinking about this point in the draft or later in the draft, um, so makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Tommy, what what do you think, bud? I uh, I think here I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a uh, with my first tight end that I'm uh, looking at. You know, because I I haven't even looked at one yet. Um, so right now I, I think I'm looking at somebody like Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry, um, guys like that. What about Logan Thomas? Maybe a little too early for Logan Thomas. Um, you think? You think you, you would take uh, Hunter or Jonu Smith over over Logan? I would. Um, I mean, Logan Thomas had had one good year last year, and they've they've upgraded their weapons. Um, they, you know, they they signed Curtis Samuel. They you know Terry McLaurin is, is going to be you know a, a, another another year more experienced. Um, they actually brought in a gunslinger of a quarterback, so. Um, I'm not sure Logan Thomas is is going to be that guy this year. Now, Tommy, Tim Tebow is still on the board. Are you sure (laughs) you're going to go with with one of those other guys? Hey, 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 hey. We haven't even gotten to we haven't even gotten to the Tim uh, Tebow segment yet, guys. Hold on, (laughs) hold on. Let's. uh... (laughs) Hey, Steve. Question for you. You are scenario here. You are the Cam Akers owner. Are you taking someone like Darrell Henderson here? That's a really good question. Um, I actually had a a very similar <laughs> running back listed, but but not 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 Henderson. I do like Henderson a lot. Um, I had him a couple rounds later as a target, but I, I'm not a hundred percent sure on if he's going here or not. But what I would be willing to do is more go the direction of of um, Tony Pollard. I'd rather have the handcuff of a truly like elite offense like the Cowboys. Um, if you go back and see what Pollard did when he had the keys to the car against the 49ers, he had like a 30-point week in the playoffs. It was like tremendous, right? So I would try to uh, – it would be wise to secure a full backfield, but 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 in this case, if, if Ezekiel Elliott does go down or has to miss time for, for whichever reason – um, I would then have potentially an RB one in Acres, and then uh, a ver- I would say a very high RB two in in Pollard. So that is the uh, direction that, that that I would look to go. Okay, okay. So what what round was that? Where are we moving on to now? Uh, we're moving on to twelve now. Twelve. Okay. So we're we're moving on to round twelve here. Tommy, what's some guys you're targeting here in the twelfth? Um, right here. Um, I'm looking at somebody who can have big weeks, um, doesn't necessarily all the time, but uh, Mike Williams. I think, I mean, he, he's a guy who's going to put up 1,000 yards, um, and he plays with a really good young quarterback, so why not somebody like Mike Williams here? It's not bad. I mean, he's sometimes he, he disappears a little bit, but, uh, you know, there's potential there. Um, you know, a guy I'm looking at here besides maybe Mike Williams, Zach Wilson. Um, if he's sitting around here, I'm considering him. But I am kind of, you know, he's kind of talking about Tony Pollard there. Depends on who I own. If I'm the if I'm the J.K. Dobbins owner, I'm really strongly considering Gus Edwards here. Um, oh, yeah. That's someone I'm considering. If I'm the Dalvin Cook owner, 
I'm really starting to look a little bit closer at, at, at Madison. Um, I like Madison. Yeah, there's some guys here that, you know, you want to kind of secure your part there. Um, don't be afraid to take a handcuff. You know, do not be afraid to handcuff your guys. You're, you, if you've invested a first-round pick in one of these running backs or even a second-round pick, there's nothing wrong with investing in their handcuff. And, and Madison will have a little bit of standalone value, and Gus Edwards absolutely will. I mean, he's kind oh, of yes. the he's kind of the closer there in Baltimore, and he gets a lot of garbage points for you. Um, you know, he, he he's a guy that uh, I wouldn't be afraid of looking at at all through here. And 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 I kind of mentioned Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs has kind of been slipping a little bit here there again. If he's sitting right through here, I'm considering him there as well. What about you, Levi? What do you got? Yeah, for me, you know, it's I'm gonna be targeting best player available, and so I may end up at the end of the draft having three four. Uh, quarterbacks on my roster in a one quarterback league just because <laughs> I I mean I feel like you know we talk about some of these guys that you know continue to fall I feel like some of them are more valuable in terms of you know like even someone like Daniel Jones I'm not a huge Daniel Jones guy but I feel like he's going to be more valuable than Henderson if that makes sense you know I'm looking for having the best assets on my team and swinging for the fences uh, this time of the draft, you know, you're kind of past all of the stud players and you're more looking at the, uh, you know, the guys that have long-term upside. Adam Troutman, you know, he's another guy I really like. And I know I've, you know, would have probably already taken my tight end at this point, but I like Troutman. Tua, uh, Tonga Viola, you know, I mean, again, I'm, I'm looking for players that are going to hold the most value later, not necessarily right now. Um, but at the same time with a healthy mix of making sure I'm going to be able to still win some games. And typically what happens is you get closer to the season and someone who goofs up and they draft, you know, two quarterbacks with the same bye week or their quarterback gets hurt or, you know, or they do draft someone like Watson as their number one guy because they waited so long and then Watson gets suspended for the year. Then I'm going to take advantage of those, you know, those opportunities and flip them a quarterback for a, you know, a player that's worth more or a future draft pick. <laughs> Makes me laugh. You know, you, Tommy, you know he, he kind of reminds me of who he sounds like to me. I, I can imagine where you're going. Okay, you can imagine. So about 10 <laughs> years ago, I, I started this Dynasty League slash Keeper League that's auction-based. And our very first year, um, this one particular guy won it. And uh, it was just pure luck and he had cam newton and cam newton was just a stud you know quarterback uh at this time and then <laughs> the following year um he goes and spends like so much of his of his budget uh his his draft money on andrew luck he goes and spends a lot of it on rg3 He's got all these quarterbacks sitting on his bench that he spent so much of his money on and did nothing with these guys. You know, you thought he was picking them up to, uh, you know, to trade them at some point. The guy never right. traded them. You know, Cam Newton was his guy for years, and he had people like Andrew Luck and RG3 just sitting on his bench. And let's just say he won the league that first inaugural year, and then that following season he was 1-11-1, I believe, which was a really weird wow. record. Yeah, I think he, he only won one game, lost 11. I think he had one tie, believe it or not, which was so, so strange. Um, yeah. You know, but my yeah, strategy he, definitely doesn't work for guys that aren't going to trade. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a team that makes – usually I make the most trades in each league that I'm in, and I'm in like 14 different leagues. 
so I make a ton of trades. But uh, if you're a team that, that doesn't make a lot of moves, then, yeah, you, you need to be drafting handcuffs and, and things of that nature, not not stacking these other position yeah. groups. Yeah, these guys aren't winning you anything sitting on your bench. You know, nope, you flip them, sure. makes, you know, make something that uh, turn them into a starter, improve that starting lineup. I completely agree there. So, uh, you know, moving on to what was that, round 12? That was 12. All right, so moving on to 13. I'm, I, there's a guy I'm targeting here. Uh, it's one of Tommy's guys, and, and, and I'm sitting right in front of Tommy in this draft, and I'm taking Blake Jarwin, and Tommy <laughs> is cussing me. Oh, I uh, he is I, he, he is extremely pissed off. At the, he is yelling. He's kicking his dogs. Uh, he's he's just raising hell because I've taken his boy. Yeah, burning um, the house down. Everything's mm-hmm. e- everything's going wrong right now. Yeah, everything. He's calling into work the next day. He just can't do it. You know, he's just he's can't upset. Cope with that. No, no upset. He's upset. So, uh, you know, besides that, Tommy, I, if I've taken your boy Blake Jarwin through here, who's someone else you're targeting? Well, other than being extremely sad, you've um, gathered. You've gathered yourself. You're on the clock. You got to make a pick. Who's it going to well, be? Well, I, I probably made a pissed off mood, <laughs> move, and, 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 and I'm I'm taking like Sam Darnold here or something. Ugh, ugh. Just, just just because I'm you know I'm extremely upset. And that's probably my uh, you know your draft is ruined. Your team's ruined. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Probably I'm taking me, Darnold yeah. now. You know? Yeah, it's probably saying the hell with it. I'm taking Sam Darnold. Yeah, I got you. I got you. What about you, Levi? Who are we? Uh, who are we looking at? I know we're throwing darts here at this point, man. But what are we looking at there in the thirteenth? Man, I like Christian Kirk a lot. Uh, you know, he's a guy that I don't think he gets utilized the way he should in Arizona, and I believe he's going to be a free agent after this season. So Christian Kirk, more with a long term. Uh, you know, focus on what he can do for me later. But uh, I like Christian Kirk. I think if he ends up in the right system uh, next year, then he's going to have more value. I do like Amon Ross St. Brown as well, rookie for Detroit. Uh, I just like the player quite a bit, and I like the fact that Detroit doesn't have, you know, that kind of uh, safety security blanket. I mean, they do have Hawkinson, and and no doubt I'm sure he's going to get used in that role. But, um, you know, the other guys are field stretchers. You think Brashad Perryman and Tyrell Williams. So, um, you know, I'd probably lean Kirk over St. Brown just because of uh, he's a little more proven, a little bit higher draft capital. But uh, I'd be looking at those guys. Let me ask you a question here, Levi. Who has a better name, him or his brother? Nah, Mon Ross St. Brown has the better name. <laughs> Equinemius, <laughs> come on now. Yeah, nah. well, it's because I can spell Amon Ross. Yeah. Um, yeah, Equinemius. I mean, I, we might be here all day for me trying to figure that one out. So, that would, that would uh, but great question. So, so uh, before I get to you, Steve, here, uh, you know, I like a sneaky little play here. I like Tariq Cohen through here, you know, just in case you need depth at running back. He's a nice little PPR piece I like. But uh, McCole Hardman has is, is been my most popular guy to take through here. I think he, he's, I mean, kind of, I mean, is he the undisputed number two wide receiver? Now, listen, I mean, we're taking Kelsey out of the equation here, but you got Tyreek and Kelsey. But, I mean, listen, McCole Hardman, you know, he's, he's a home run hitter. And um, I think he gets a, a few more touches now that uh, Sammy Watkins is gone and uh, things like that. So he, he's been a popular choice of mine. Now, I will tell you, if I'm a McCaffrey owner, I'm really, really looking at Hubbard here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm strongly considering handcuffing my guy here. Um, what about you, uh, Steve? Anything you're leaning towards here that we haven't mentioned or someone you agree with? 
So kind of in the same way of of Hardman, at this point, if I'm looking for a pass catcher, I'm trying to pair up with the best passers in the league. So um, I did overlook Hardman there, but I do like that pick a lot. Uh, who I went with was um, Gabriel Davis, uh, someone who had kind of um, sporadic um, up and down weeks uh, as a rookie. But um, at this point, you know, my halfway down my bench, basically, um, I would love the potential number two option uh, in, in a Josh Allen-led uh, offense. So um, I think Emmanuel Sanders being there, he, he's getting up there in age, but I'm, I'm pretty bullish on him as a player. But I just think Gabriel Davis just has this big field or like downfield um pass catching ability so i i would take a gamble uh on, on him at, at this point what about you levi love pat Fryermuth, the rookie tight end for pittsburgh um again you know it's for me it's all about kind of throwing some darts at this point looking for guys with high upside they call him baby gronk for a reason uh you know he would have been the number one tight end in the draft it wasn't for pitts so i like him a lot long term again I, I realize it may not do much for me right now but uh, I definitely like him a lot better than, you know, some of the players that would typically be going off the board uh, this time in the draft. Another guy, and, and this would probably be too early, uh, I like Joshua Kelly, the, the running back there and with the Chargers. I mean, there's going to be a, uh, uh, a B option behind Eckler, so to speak, and Joshua Kelly, young player, didn't do anything last year, probably fell out of favor with a lot of people, but you got a new coaching staff. I really loved his college tape and, and loved uh, the character and everything that he brings to the table. It's probably too early. I probably should have waited a couple rounds before I mentioned his name. But, uh, you know, if we're talking backup running backs and stuff, he's a guy I like. All right, you're going Josh Kelly here. So are you really <clears> – I mean, are you sold on Josh Kelly, honestly? No. because Because there's – man, that, there is going to be that guy behind Eckler, and especially if Eckler misses a game or two, you know, hopefully knock on wood that he doesn't. But – I mean, you've got Justin Jackson there. I, I like Larry Roundtree. I, I've been taking him late, late, late in drafts. I mean, one of those guys is gonna is going to emerge and be somewhat fantasy relevant. And um, I'm just having a hard time. I just did a. I think we just did a best ball uh, draft. Tommy and I did, and I think I took like, I think I took like all three. I took like a Larry Roundtree. I took uh, Jackson, and, and, and you know. I took them all. Uh, just to, I was like, well, damn it! I'm you know these are late round picks. I'm going to hit on one of them. By golly, you know. The funny thing is, I'm actually more concerned with them bringing in a running back than who's on the roster in terms of competition for Kelly. Now I know Justin Jackson has flashed the most out of all of those guys. I'm I'm worried they might bring in a Todd Gurley or you know someone like that who you know they, they've got some Rams ties to that organization now and bringing in you know a, a guy who's a little bit more of a power back to kind of complement Eckler. But on the roster after Eckler, Joshua Kelly's my favorite. He may not end up being the best player, but uh, he's a guy that I, I, you know, I grabbed in a lot of drafts last year. I'm continuing to hold on to him and hoping, hoping for the best. Okay, so ju that that just kind of like blew my mind a little bit there, man. Which imagine, part, the Todd Gurley or the? No, no. Imagine right now that Eckler goes down week two, week one, Go, it, maybe. I mean, why not? If I'm the Chargers. And I've got – why not go get Lev Bell? Yeah, it could happen. I mean, why not – I mean – They may Lev, go get him anyways. That's um, what I'm I saying. Mean, 
I mean, golly, I mean, what would be a better, like a better type of player to replace someone like Eckler than someone like Lev Bell? Now, listen, he doesn't have the burst, but he's got the hands. And um, that would be a very interesting, golly, man, that would be something, uh, something else. That would just Tommy, muddy. watch your watch your waiver wires, Tommy. He's going to be going after Lev Bell right now. Right, that's exactly what he's gonna be doing. <laughs> I mean, I, I might think... too. It's it's not a it's not a bad point. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, he could probably slide right into that Eckler role. Um, and he may not be as effective, but he he would get volume, and um, he knows how to uh, he knows how to block. He knows how to protect the quarterback, and they've got a big investment. You know, they've got they've got their guy. So that's something to uh, something to consider, something to think there. Interesting. Hmm. All right, we're well, moving on. That was. Uh, you know, we were looking at the 13th round there. 14th round, give me Mac Jones. If Mac Jones is still sitting here, maybe Daniel Jones. But, I, man, I, I love walking away these drafts having Mac Jones on my team. Love it, love it, love it. Um, I just I like the potential in front of him. And, and I just think that Belichick's just – he's out to, to really, really prove that it wasn't Brady, that it was him all along. And um, especially after Brady proved that it wasn't him and that it was himself. So I think that um, Mac Jones has a very, very nice future ahead of him. And that's a guy I like to walk away with here in the four, you know, these later rounds, like in the you know, 14th or so round. Uh, what do you think, Levi? What are you looking at there? I actually like Traquan Smith, and, and let me kind of preface that by saying I have never been a Traquan Smith guy, but if Jameis Winston is the starter, Traquan Smith is probably the undisputed number two wide receiver, and we all know Jameis Winston loves to sling that ball. Now, I said receiver because Kamara is probably going to be, you know, number two in, in targets, but uh, I like Traquan Smith as, as, uh, as a guy if – I think Winston's going to be the starter. If they're going to roll Taysom Hill, then then I'm not into Traquan Smith, and I'm going to be looking more for like an Amari Rodgers, you know, another rookie player who I really like, banking on the possibility if, if Aaron Rodgers goes back to Greenway, Green Bay, Amari Rodgers could be an absolute stud. I love the player, uh, just not so sure about the quarterback situation right now. Gotcha, gotcha. What about you, Tommy? Um, I'm probably going somebody like a Russell Gage here. Um Nothing from wrong what with I've that seen on, well, from what I've seen on the on the ADP, this is probably right around where where he's falling to, and I mean he's the what he's the number two receiver now in Atlanta, and he had he had a great year last year, um, had seventy two catches last year. So I mean, it, in my opinion, it's it's, it's only going to go up for him. Steve, what do you think? So in this round, it's kind of interesting. Um, couple wide receivers I was looking at are um, Marvin Jones, just a very proven vet uh, who's in a new uh, team, obviously, in in Jacksonville with um, Trevor Lawrence and everything else. I I would take a a chance on him at that point just to see if he can get just uh, another or a couple more um, just very underrated but productive years. And uh, another guy I'd be willing to take a chance on is uh, Paris Campbell. I just think he's a very unique uh, athlete uh, in that Colts offense. Just, you know, we just got to have him stay on the field. But I think at this point, definitely worth a uh, shot at uh, for sure. I'm a big fan of of Pittman as well. Um, uh, But I think 
um, it's kind of unclear who who some of the other uh, options are in, in the passing game um, behind him. So I would take a shot at Paris Campbell. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, listen, these are low risk, high reward type of picks. Um, here, you know, you're just trying to get that late round guy. Um, so there's nothing wrong with any any of those, you know, and 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 it, all these rounds are going to be kind of the same, you know. If we move on to say the 16th round, I mean, all this stuff's going to kind of flutter uh, around, and, and these players are going to rise and fall, and you know, we might say that Mac Jones is available in the 14th round, or Daniel Jones, or some of these other guys we we mentioned, but they may not be available, or they may be available in the 16th round. I mean, there's just no telling, and and a guy that I've seen very very popular in the 15th round is is Tommy's boy. And who is that guy, Tommy? Talk about Ramondre Stevenson. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson, that is correct. Yeah. Now, yeah, this is a that. guy that may not, he may rise, but right now he's sitting right around that 15th round. Um, there's guys like Russell Gage that I'm considering here. Nico Collins is another guy I'm looking at. Um, but you, you just, you, you never know through here, like who you're going to get because a lot of these ADPs are going to, to jump around quite a bit. Well, and also right around this range is where you're looking on taking flyers on people. I mean, Stevenson is a is a prime example here just because, I mean, is he New England's number two running back? Um, I would say probably so, and he and he maybe a short you know a, a, you know a short yardage goal line running back too. So he may be a, a, a touchdown vulture. What about you, Levi? Who 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 are you looking at? You know, and we could just really throw this out here. You know, like we're in the fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth type of round. I mean, we don't have to go through each. You know, in these three or four rounds, who who are some guys we're really targeting late? Well, one of the guys that I forgot about was Van Jefferson. I really like Van Jefferson. The fact that. Uh, you know, the, the Rams are always going to have a high-quality offense. Van Jefferson's a great route runner. Um, I think they're going to use three wide receivers. You know, obviously Josh Reynolds is gone now. He went to Tennessee. And if anything happened to Cooper Cup or Robert Woods, then Jefferson's going to immediately, you know, ascend into the top two uh, the target guys. So I like Van Jefferson a lot this late in the draft. Actually, I probably would have taken him a couple rounds ago. Uh, I just failed to mention his name, but, uh, but yeah, I think you're right. At this point in the draft, you're just throwing darts. You're taking either handcuffs. You're taking players with upside players that are your guys. Um, and, uh, Ben Jefferson is absolutely a, a, my guy. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to agree. Steve, what, what do you think here? You know, we're probably, you know, jumping around like three or four different rounds. Cause these things are just going to, you know, change so much between, you know, now and, uh, a month from now. Um, who are some of these guys later on in these later rounds you're looking at? Yeah, um, Levi just took the words uh, right out of my mouth. It, it, it's Van Jefferson for me uh, for for the exact same reasons. Again, I just kind of want players that have that that are associated with with good passers. In this case, it's Matthew Stafford in a good offensive system with Sean McVay. Just throw a dart at, at a guy in that offense who obviously is a good player has that draft capital as well another one uh that, that, that i'm looking at uh, a couple rounds from now or maybe even around this range too is um is alan lazard in in green bay just a big bodied uh receiver uh who is pretty reliable i mean outside of the obvious you know um Devontae adams but they don't really have a, a a i would i would bet that he is the number two option uh just very up and down um 
behind him and even in himself but i just like that he's a big he's a big bodied um receiver who has at times been a very uh reliable target um for rogers yeah and and I, you know when i'm right around here in these last five six rounds or something i'm of course i'm looking at younger players that could develop into something you know people like brevin jordan or something like that but I throw a lot of the rules out the door, man. I, I'm looking at – I don't care if someone's age. I'm just looking at, you know, players that can help me win and, 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 and maybe get me some value to possibly trade, you know, as Levi. You know, he's kind of on that train as well. And I, and I really, really look at guys like – I think someone like Antonio Brown could really help yep. your fantasy team. For uh, sure. You know, right now, Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is flying around here right now. I take Zach Ertz in so many leagues because we know – listen, Zach will not – I mean, week one, he will be on another team. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he how effective he's going to be because he's missing a lot of valuable training camp time and everything like that, but um, he's a guy I like to target. I mean, it's virtually no risk, and, and there are some, some rewards that can be had. And another guy I look at too is, is um, Hayden Hurst. Uh, from the Falcons, Absolutely. Hayden Hurst is going to be someone starting tight end next year, and um, you know he's a guy I like to target here and just stash him, and then maybe uh, I can either use him next year or sell him. You know, after you know he has a ga- a good game or two in the first couple of weeks. You know, he's a complete stash though. I mean, I don't think he's going to do a whole lot for you. Going to be start worthy at all this year, um, but. These are guys I'm looking at that I don't care their age. I don't care anything. If I'm in a full point PPR league, man, Cole Beasley, there's a possibility he may get cut. Uh, there's a possibility. But, man, look at his stats over the last couple of years. The guy's a PPR stud. Um, he is a great cheap option that just accumulates points. Um, so he's certainly a guy that, like I said, I'm taking him, and if he gets cut, big deal. Some of these guys, you're probably cutting them anyways. Um, right, there's actually a couple a couple running backs late, a uh, couple rookie running backs late in the draft that that I'm I'm looking at, uh, Jared Dokes down in Miami and Chris Evans in Cincinnati. Um, I think both of those guys could end up with with pretty good roles. Yeah, and I like Elijah Mitchell quite a bit for San Fran. Um, I mean, we talked about Trey Sermon, but. Elijah Mitchell, sixth-round pick, and, I mean, Kyle Shanahan turns those, you know, late-round and undrafted guys into gold pretty frequently. So uh, Mostert has, you know, has had health issues. Trey Sermon has even had health issues. Jeff Wilson's hurt right now. I mean, there's a narrative here where Elijah Mitchell, you know, could be the starting running back for a portion of the season. Um, and I like Will Disley a lot, too. You know, tied in from Seattle. He's been hurt the first couple of years. Uh, I distinctly remember a couple of years ago Russell Wilson saying, Will Disley will be a star in this league. And that was after he had blown up a few weeks in a row. So I still like Will Disley as a late-round flyer, uh, you know, a guy who's healthy now and, and may actually be able to do something. Yeah, we're not losing anything here by by taking these guys, you know. Yep. And 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 like I said, one of my favorite guys is Cole Beasley. Uh, I'll 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 grab him 100% of the time. Dude was a top 20 wide receiver in PPR last year. Yep, top 20. He was a stud. Wow. Top 20. He was a 20th wide receiver in PPR leagues last year. The guy averaged 14.03 points a game. He was very, very consistent. I mean, he outscored C.D. Lamb. He outscored Terry McLaurin, D.J. Moore, 
T. Higgins, Chase Claypool. He outscored these guys, for crying out loud. Nelson wow. Aguilar, he outscored Michael Gallup, Marquise Brown. He outscored Chris friggin' Godwin, all right? Oof. He is such a, you know, if he stays on that team, he is a third-down machine, man. The, the, you know, he is the modern-day, you know, Wes Welker. I mean, he's just, you can't cover him. And uh, Josh Allen looks to him often. He's a safety blanket, man. I'm taking him as much as I possibly can. And guess what? If he friggin' gets cut because he doesn't want to get vaccinated or he's outspoken or whatever big friggin' deal, I didn't lose much. Oh, my God, I just lost my 14th round pick, for crying out loud. You know, so whatever, man. Whatever. Well, my get- thoughts are I don't think they're going to cut him. If, if they were going to cut him, they probably would have cut him at the time that all of the comments came out and everything was blowing up. I mean, typically there's a – you know, there's a reaction from the team. And if they haven't done it yet, my guess is, is he's probably safe unless something else happens. Now, if something else happens later, then that could trigger uh, the cut. But I could see a team like New England scooping him up. They love to take players from division rivals, and uh, that's exactly their type of player. So Cole Beasley is, yeah, he's an excellent risk this late in the draft. And this is the only reason you're going to get him this late in the draft is because people are worried, is he going to be playing this year? Um, Otherwise, he would have went several rounds earlier. Yeah, he's 32 years old. I mean, he's no spring chicken. He's not young, but he is consistent, and I completely agree. If he was going to be cut, he probably would have been cut already. He is too valuable to that team. That team is a Super Bowl contender. He is a valuable – I mean, he's the second-best, I mean, wide receiver on that team – there's they'd be stupid to let him go and he's not going to slow down he is a he's just a ppr magnet my friend so you know he is a guy that i target in so many leagues and and like i said i wasn't lying he outscored all those guys last year i mean the dude was a little bit of a stud i think he had 82 catches last year um so he he gets the target he had over 100 targets so he gets he gets uh he gets work and what what are you missing out on? You grab a tw- top twenty wide receiver. Okay, yeah, big deal. He's probably not going to be on your team in three seasons. But who the shit cares, man? I mean, this guy's going to help you win now. You know, he'd be a hell of a flex play that you're getting late, super super late. So, I don't know anybody else that uh, that jumps out to you guys? Because other than that, man, I'm looking at handcuffs. At this point in the draft, I'm grabbing my handcuffs for my, you know, protecting my my first round backs, uh, my second round back, my third round. I don't care any running back I have, you know, I'm grabbing the handcuffs that I can that I know that's available out there. So, well, I mean, you're you're probably able to get somebody like a Taysom Hill really, really late, and if he happens to beat out Jameis Winston, he's he's possibly a QB one. You know, yeah, and he's cheap, and he's cheap, and I will tell you, you know, speaking of Taysom Hill, and and Tommy, you and I have had this conversation um, with each other a a few times, a guy that you can get that really no one's taking and uh, is (laughs) Tim Tebow. And listen, I don't think he's going to have very many catches. He's not, but he is tight end eligible. If you don't have a, if you're not happy about your tight end position, there is a good, strong possibility that Tebow is that Taysom Hill type of guy. He could be like their goal line back, you know. To you know, they get on, they're in the four yard line, and here they go. They put Tebow in, and like a wildcat, just like he did at Florida, just like he he's done everywhere he's been. 
I see that being a strong possibility there. He will make that team just just because he's going to sell jerseys, but they're going to feed him <laughs> some touchdowns. And um, <laughs> I, I see him being a like a no risk and a decently high reward type of guy. You know, especially like in best ball leagues and everything, where you know, like I said, he's he's tight end eligible. And if if you told me I could have a tight end that scores a touchdown almost every game. You know, and that's almost, you know, six, seven points a game. You know, I mean, he he may not get too many catches, maybe a couple of screens or something, but um what what's the you know, what's the what's the harm in, in taking a guy like that? Because I really, really do think that he ends up that way. And now there's some reports out there saying that they're lining him up like that. Um and and definitely I don't know. I I you know, what do you think? Steve, Levi, am I crazy there going Tebow? I mean, I hope he makes the team. Um, I think <laughs> there could be um, a possibility that he's not on the roster in week one. Um, but I, I, again, at this price, you know, he doesn't make the team. You just cut him. But but the upside is is very is very easy to see. You know, uh, absolutely. Um, you know, and then all we need is for him to do another like uh, goal line like jump pass and the whole like. Uh, Twitterverse is going to explode. You know what I mean? So um, I think it's a very, very interesting situation. It's probably one that I would avoid. I'd probably just go a different direction. Um, try to get like a couple running backs like uh, Rashad Penny or like DJ Dallas in the case that Chris Carson, someone who I adore, would go down. We know how Seattle likes to run the ball. It's a very good offense. That's probably the, the direction that I would go. But Tebow is, is an ex- extremely intriguing piece and is just, you know, uh, a, a nice little um, good luck charm on, on, on your bench. Like, if, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got, you've got Tebow on That's your like side. like a lucky buddy. rabbit's foot. Oh, my That's God. That's right, yeah. You should get some good guy points for that, for sure. I mean, Tim Tebow is, uh, I mean, I don't think you're crazy, but I kind of tend to agree with Steve here. I would probably rather take my dart throw on a K.J. Hamler or Tim Patrick, uh, you know, someone that is, you know, Nikhil Harry even, who I believe in the talent but not, you know, the situation. I would probably take my dart throw on someone else that's, you know, likely to see snaps. But I will say if Tim Tebow has a chance at all, I mean, Urban Meyer loves that guy. And I could see Urban Meyer absolutely giving him an opportunity to do something, you know, whether that's score some touchdowns or have an integral role on the team. I mean, Urban Meyer's kind of one of those my guy dudes too. And, um, you know, Tim Tebow has always been his guy. So, I, you know, if it's going to work, it, it will work in Jacksonville. I don't think Tim Tebow goes somewhere else and it works, but um, Jacksonville could happen. Yeah, I just couldn't see a scenario. I mean, it, it, you'd have to be in dire straits where you actually have Tebow starting on your team, you know, he's my starting tight end this week is Tim Tebow. Now <laughs> I do play, I do play in several leagues that have a lot of like a lot of flex positions, you know, like I play these leagues that have like five or six flex spots. Um, I, I could see him, you know, popping him in there, especially, you know, week one, week two rolls around and they're actually using him like that. He's a, he's going to be a waiver wire. Like people are going to be dropping cash on him. And um, it's going to be really, really funny. But, you know, if you're in a, a, a league where you use a lot of flexes or if you're in a best ball league, man, I'm taking Tebow a lot, man. You can't, I mean, no risk, and you actually can get something out of him, um, especially yeah. in that tight end, you know, eligible position. 
Yeah, but we're talking the dynasty league here. I'm 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 leaning more towards some. If you're gonna go tight end, I'm leaning more towards uh, Adam Troutman or shoot even a Noah Gray. Uh, I mean, Brevin Jordan. Is, you know we, you know yeah, we said Brevin something Jordan. about Brevin Jordan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, guys like that are, are, are who I would look at over Tebow. I don't know. Maybe I just there's just a little Tebow lover in me or something. The secret. I I, I don't get it, but uh, I don't know. I just think that uh, I see that just. Being able to score you some cheap points at tight end, you know. I mean, yeah, you're not playing for, for three years from now with him, and he's probably not there after this year. But uh, I don't know. I'm just taking dart throws at this point, and, you know, guys that can help me win some games. And uh, Tebow could be one of those dudes. So whatever. You all don't like my Tebow love, so whatever. <laughs> I was trying to figure out now if you, Tebow you ever get played your guys for guys and you have fun. No, Tebow did not play for Baltimore. Thank you very much. I, uh, okay, I just, I mean, you were in love with them. I was just kind of wondering if, you know, Ravens connection there or something. There's, but, there's uh, zero, zero Ravens connections <laughs> at all. It, it happens. Uh, you know, he, he does not, he, he hasn't captured my heart like a Cooper Cup has. Ooh, um, okay. But um, I, I have met know. Tim Tebow. Have you? you? Have. He's, he's a super right. nice guy. Just a, just a great fella. You say yeah, he's, super, super <laughs> nice guy. he's a he's a great guy. If we're drafting on that alone, then Tim Tebow may be one one. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, this Maybe. is true. All right. Well, listen, guys. Um, you know, I think uh, that probably wraps it up for the show. Real quick, uh, Tommy, uh, tell tell the folks out there where they can follow you on Twitter. You know, uh, at T Harvey. At- Actually, it's not at T Harvey eighty three anymore. It's That's your at email. Dynasty, yeah, it's Dynasty Pros Tom on <laughs> on Twitter. My apologies, Dynasty Pros Tom. All right, uh, Steve. Uh, everyone knows you as the Fantasy Ladder, so uh, give them your. Is that is that that's your Twitter handle, right? That's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, now Levi. I know you don't fiddle around. You don't mess around too much on social media, if I'm not mistaken. You just like to. Uh, like to do shows and write on the write on the website, but uh, you know, just in case yeah, anyone wants to follow you on there, where can they find you on Twitter? So Twitter, I'm at ffstock underscore man thirty seven. Yeah, I don't spend a ton of time on Twitter. Not a big social media guy, uh, but uh, but I do. You know, Twitter is the the one you know social media outlet that I will use. So ffstock underscore man thirty seven. So yeah, you're all about building those teams and making trades next year. That's what you are. That's yeah, man, but I'm still I'm still competing for this year too. So there's got to be a healthy balance. Well, all right. Well, guys, I appreciate it. Um, we hope we helped everyone out there. You know, a lot of questions of who do you take and who do you do, you know who do you kind of avoid. We hope we helped out. Um, let us know on Twitter. Shoot us a message, whatever. Uh, let us know how everything turned out. But uh, until then, I'm Bob Miller. We got Steve Utz on here, Levi Ellis, Tommy Harvey. Thank you for listening to the show. Everyone be safe out there, and we'll see you next uh, next show.